and the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! became the mighty battle cat and I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Mr. Monday Morning, uh, with my co-hosts. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. The Sleeper Who Has Awoken His Ass Up. <laughs> Which is why we're recording late. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, we are back with another episode. And, yeah, we're just going to keep it going, Eli. Like I said, we got a lot of – well, you have a lot of topics on this podcast this time. So, no, no lollygagging. We're just going to just jump right into it. Just get right to it. This is exactly. No lube, no Vaseline. Exactly. Just... Nothing. I almost punched the guy when he said lollygagging for the first time. <laughs> I've never lollygagged a thing in my life. <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, let's go. Well, before you get into it, Eli, let me get into it. Let me just briefly. You might jump into this also, but we're just going to go into it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your boy, Jeff Bezos. Okay. Yeah. You know He's what? my boy. Yeah. Yeah, the billionaire. I mean, you just kiss his ass as much as you want to because he gave somebody, I think, like a million dollars the other day just for kissing his ass. He was technically my boss for, for a few months, yeah. I have worked at Amazon. I did work at an Amazon warehouse. Are we streaming on Amazon? <laughs> he technically might be our boss, too. I don't know. Let's see. Gay. Gay. It is the Eli episode. It is all about Eli's time. All Eli, all the time. Exclusive. Exactly. Uncut. Raw and uncut. I, I will be over here smoking a cigarette, <laughs> watching Netflix while Eli just takes over the show. Let's, here we go. Bye. <laughs> no, before he get to, before he get into it, let me start. Let me say my piece before I have to get out of here. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, we're going to talk about Jeff Bezos for a quick second. Uh, not too long. We're just going to jump into it because, like I said, he is not the first big man to go out in space this uh, this year, but the second. I guess I yeah. think I think so. Like I said, who don't ever don't know who Jeff Bezos is? Uh, he's the CEO of Amazon. You have spent money with him. You afforded him the price to go in space. So he thanks you. So yes. <laughs> uh, and he was also what was the name of that ship? The Blue Virgin. The Blue what origin? Blue Origin. Yes. That's what it was. Okay, really screw that name up. Now here's the thing, Eli. The reason I want to talk about this. Now I'm not going to turn this into a whole eat the rich podcast like that that's that's gomer's wheelhouse i'm not doing it uh i just want to keep it light and just want to say one thing like everybody talks shit about fast and the furious how that is so unrealistic how ludicrous went into space all the shit like that 
this asshole just did it. So <laughs> what are we complaining about? So it's not yeah, just like he, side he, he wasn't he was in a giant penis, not a car. He wasn't in a fucking Toyota uh can- <laughs> <laughs> that that is true. Okay, yeah, yeah, he was in space in a giant penis. We know, we understand that. Glad you're unblocked on Facebook for now. For now, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we would do something that will ban us again. So we'll see. We'll see how long we keep the podcast going before that happens. <laughs> uh, and what else we got? Oh, uh, yeah. And like I said, the funniest thing about this, we saw boss logic because this is what they look like. Now, Eli, does it look familiar? I saw a bunch of memes. Yeah, because <laughs> Boss Logic saw this, took control of, it, and decided to go. This is the new MCU Fantastic Four reboot, maybe the best one we get. <laughs> you know, uh, why, with does, Jeff why does the the guy supposed to be the thing looks like hamburger meat? <laughs> I mean, it's MCU is cutting corners right now. Kevin Feige got to cut corners, you know. <laughs> so that's a funny thing. But the funniest thing about it, Eli, the thing I love about it the most when I went on, I saw this shit going on. Trending wise was Gil Scott Heron. And you know why I love it? Because he made my one of my favorite songs of all time, Whitey on the Moon. <laughs> oh, oh he didn't even go to the moon. He went into like barely Earth orbit. Nice. Yeah, close. That's further than we went, you know. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Evil lives. Yeah, he exactly. What a what up, Cliff? Yeah, Dr. Evil lives. So yeah, so we got so he didn't go into the moon, but he still went to space further than us. That's the thing. You got all these billionaires. Like I said, I'm not gonna turn this into an eat the rich podcast. I'm just saying people are getting mad at them because, yes, they're going into space and they're doing all stuff like that because they want to get away from COVID and World War Five, whatever like that. And they want them to spend more money on people that are, you know, suffering, you know, from COVID and the pandemic and losing their jobs, stuff like that. They're not going to do that. Why are you expecting to do that? If I had a billion dollars, you like, you think I would do that shit? No, I would do stupid shit like this, too. I would go to Mars and space and the moon and whatever like that. And I actually wouldn't go anywhere. I just have a whole bunch of. You know, we'd be, anyway, we'd be potting well, on the beach somewhere in the Riviera. Exactly. That is the, <laughs> I, the last thing I'll be thinking of. Hmm, what can I do <laughs> to build a center in? No, I'm not thinking any of that shit. <laughs> I'm doing what these guys doing. I will, and I will be an asshole about it also, just like they are. Thank you for spending all your money at Amazon so I can use this to blow your money in space. I would throw money out of the spaceship on the way to Mars. <laughs> See if anybody can catch it. Let's see. Uh, what uh, we got Cliff here? is in the house. Oh, uh, let pocket watch. Like I said, Cliff, this is not eat the rich. We don't do that here. We understand. And so it's fucked up, but we understand. Uh, now, Eli, I'm gonna let you know. Hold up, I think I made a typo. I'm, let me just correct something real quick because now we're gonna talk about this this uh, Masters of the Universe that came on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Now, Eli, I'm confused. Is it a TV show or is it a movie? It's it's a series. Okay, because I think that should let you know what I <laughs> whether or not I saw it or not. So it's a TV show, so I want to make sure I get that correct. So, like I said, Eli, you watched a TV show. Uh, I'm I'm gonna set you. Well, I'm gonna not gonna set you up. I'm just let you just talk about it. See what you talk about it. I may ask a question because here's the thing, Eli. Everybody has their like favorite reviewers and the critics that they go on YouTube and stuff like that and go on Facebook and they get their opinion of it before they go watch something. Guess what, Eli? You're my guy. Oh, so oh shit. yeah, yeah. So that was a so I, feel, Eli said uh, I feel honored. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you say this sucks, I'm gonna say it sucks. But if you say it's good, I might check it out. So uh, you gotta sell me or not sell me on this whole massive unit, and not, and and all of everybody listening to this also sell us on this whole massive in the universe thing or whatever. Cliff, it is. Cliff watched it. Cliff watched it. 
Uh oh. Okay. I'm I'm curious because I'm 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 starting to see that you and Cliff share the same brain. So I'm gonna see what you <laughs> think about it and see what Cliff thinks about it and see if it matches up. <laughs> you okay. see if you guys are on the same page with this. Okay. First off, did you ever watch the, the cartoon when you were a kid? Okay. So I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> I did watch the cartoon, but it was more like the cartoon was watching me. I think that was my time when I was eating snacks while I was waiting for Transformers to come on. So, yes, he uh, He-Man was playing in the background. I wasn't really paying attention to it. And when I watched it when I was, you know, older and adult, that shit was just trash to me. It was like the worst thing ever. It was like three animations they just did. Uh, the voice <laughs> acting was horrible. Yeah, just the, the same running animations like that. I'm like, oh, this is fucking horrible, man. Is this the shit we watch? That shit. <laughs> that shit used to make me laugh. At- <laughs> right. <laughs> Not to say it was bad, like unwatchable, but as an older, I could appreciate it more. I'm like, this shit is so terrible. I can enjoy it now as, a, you know, some some horrible, you know, so when you watch a bad movie or a bad TV show, that's what it was to me. So I have no emotional attachment to He-Man or anything like that, even though, I am in the age demographic that they completely marketed to. Because I, oh, I had the toys. Oh, I had all the toys. I had all the toys. I had all the toys. I had He-Man, Beastman. You know. I didn't have any of the I had I didn't have any of the toys. I think for Christmas, really? some somebody gave me Man at Arms and he's like the shittiest figure. But I, I was one of the toys. My friends had all the toys. He had Castle Grayskull and I wanted them shits, but I never I never I never got them. But I did. You know watch I say? I've, I've been I've been hearing stuff about that. We we're gonna get to it. But I've been yes. I've been hearing it. I've been here. But I, I want to see if you can touch it. Yeah, Gabe. I don't know if you agree with me at Eli because the show was kind of eh. So that's why when it gave me a new He Man show, I'm just like, okay. Same thing with Thundercats. I didn't get shit about Thundercats either. A lot of those TV shows, like like GI Joe. Notice we're not talking about Snake Eyes. The new movie came out because just like the rest of America, I didn't watch this shit either because <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. And so uh, the same thing with he man i really didn't care so the new netflix show i really don't care but if it's something that catches on fire and it you know is a thing then maybe it will pique my attention that being said eli what what do you think well i didn't really care about it either when it you know because I, I i tried watching the new voltron and that you know the was it the new Transformers animations that they've been putting on, and they're you know eh, I'm like oh, another thing they're calling this anime. This is not anime. Don't fool the people. I saw that yeah. shit on there, but anyway. Yeah. So I was curious. I I threw it on. You know, I mean, you know, I, I I from time to time I listened to Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, and they've been teasing this show for like two three years now. Um, so I was curious but, but, just to, but, but, to just to check go. it out. Yeah, and I and I because we, we want to set this up because Kevin Smith has been promoting on his podcast mainly because he wrote this. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know how well I can trust his opinion on that. You know, it's just you know, just saying. Yeah. If I wrote something, of course I'm going to say it's the best thing ever. You should get it. So I can't review it. But that being said, okay, I'm gonna let you go All on right. with uh. So yeah. so yeah, I I I just checked it out. My daughter seemed to really like it. She was totally into it. So I was watching the first episode, and I'm gonna spoil the shit out of it. I don't give a fuck, you know. I don't I'm give a fuck it. either. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, I'm gonna spoil it. Yeah, I started watching the first episode, and they kill He Man and Skeletor in the first episode, and I was like, "What? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That- <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Holy shit! They did that. Okay. I'm curious to see how this goes. So I watched the next episode. I was like, "Okay, I see how this is going." 
And then next thing you know, there's only five half hour episodes. Two hours later, I watched them all. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I got to see how this shit ends. So it's only part one. Now it's we only wait part for one part of two. this. Okay. Yeah. So um, it ended on a big cliffhanger, but I was surprisingly engaged in it. I didn't think I was going to give a fuck, but you know, they killed off the two main characters. And I was like, holy shit, what are they going to do with this? And like like they, they're dead, dead? Like they didn't fake you out or anything like that? Or? No, they, they come back in forms, you know, in different forms mm. um, to, in later episodes. But the fact that, you know, they, first of all, that they killed people and it was there was blood and shit. I was like, okay, this ain't for kids. I mean, it could be for kids, but it's, it, you know, it's for, the, it, it's for the, those who grew up with this shit. And, um, right. and, uh, and it was surprisingly adult. So I really enjoyed it. You know, it, it does. It did. It did become Tila. Tila's uh, adventure. She I've heard about up. that. The, the man babies are are whining. Yeah. They're going she, crazy over it. Yeah. Well, she teams up with fucking Evil Lynn, who was one of my favorite. You know, I've always had the hots for Evil Lynn since I was like, you know. Ah, so you one of you one of those guys, Eli. <laughs> I've always said yeah. if, if if you had a crush on Evil Lynn. Or that chick from Superman 2, remember of uh, Ursa, oh, whatever that is? Ursa, Ursa, yes. yeah. That formed your toxic relationships later <laughs> on with women. So if ever you see a woman that is toxic, you're like, I got to have her. So that, that shit fucked us up, Eli. <laughs> Looking so, at hot women like that, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Tila teams up with the, you know, with Orko, Evil Lynn, and they basically have a fellowship of the ring. They have to go and save the magic of Eternia because it is dwindling. It is dying. And they have to go to the source and save Eternia. And it becomes like a Lord of the Rings kind of, kind of thing. Um, and, you know, we, we get to see some of the villains that we Triclops, who was voiced by Henry Rollins. I was surprised to, to see that Henry Rollins, you know, I'm a metalhead, old punk rocker. He was the vocalist of Black Flag and Rollins band. So it was cool to hear him. Um, you know, Skeletor was voiced by Mark Hamill. Um, and just, yeah. Oh, no, one Tri episode he was in it? I mean. Yeah, he was in it for one episode. Um, but uh, uh, Triclops, he was like, he was like a Borg. He was like, a, like some leader of this like technical mutant cult. He was turning people into like digital robot being things. And, you know, flesh is weak, you know, you know, resistance is futile. It was, was kind of cool. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed the shit. Um, and there was one episode where Orko and Evil Lynn have kind of a heart to heart. And I was like, God damn. Orko, the stupidest character ever, is making me feel some feels. <laughs> like okay. it was surprisingly poignant how Orko just sort of broke, broke some shit down and then he sacrificed himself and he died. What, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Yeah, Champion Smith, you're destroying my childhood. I didn't give a fuck about the show, but still. <laughs> but I was like, God damn, you know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of the Transformers movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that shit scarred us for life, man. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm, I mean, was it was. Movie? It was a 30-minute toy commercial. Another reason I didn't like that, that show. But yeah, as magic dies, the world starts becoming more and more modern American, Mark Hamill. That's a good theme right there, Devontae. I like that. Yeah. Um, and just started watching. Think I was watching the 1980s text message after this because they were burnt up. Who the fuck is? Oh Moss yeah, Man? Moss Man. Moss Man dies in the first episode. I know who it is, but damn, Kevin Smith. He's like the Swamp <laughs> Thing. He was like the Swamp Thing in, in in the Masters of the Universe. He was the Green Guy, the Green Beast Man guy. Um, I kind of sort of remember him. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, but they they do sort of leave it open for He Man to return. They do sort of go to this. Was it called the pre tourney or whatever? It's kind of like heaven, you know, where they, like that Valhalla. And all yeah, that. Valhalla, like Viking heaven. Only it's not really heaven. It's they fight and then they get drunk at every night. It's like that's, Val, that's Valhalla. That's Valhalla for Vikings. Yeah, or, yeah that's that's Vi- heaven for Vikings. Fighting and fucking and getting fucked up every day. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that's where they go. They end up going there, and then that's where they find Prince Adam, and he's like living in bliss and. In, in paradise and prince adam has to make that decision is he going to return and because eternia is fucked up is he going to go back there and there's like one scene where they're like this is your reward yo this is where you go you've sacrificed you were a hero you saved the universe so many times this is your reward is to be here and print and prince adam's still like well yeah but everyone's still <laughs> suffering so back there and i thought that was very interesting you know um uh, so yeah, there was a lot of heavy themes I thought that totally caught me off guard that I wasn't expecting from a fluffy ass cartoon, you know, that I thought was going to be just meant for kids and given given us nostalgia. So it sort of gave us nostalgia, but also had a lot of depth to it that I didn't think it would go towards. You know what I mean? It, I, mm-hmm. it, it went it went deep. And I didn't expect that too. So that's why I, I think I enjoyed it. And it was really short. Two hours later, I watched all the episodes. And I was like, well, I mean, damn. So, I, so I, is I this like it. a, uh, right, that's, that's what I'm saying. So is this like episode by episode or is it like the, that's the whole thing you just watched? No, it's episode, it's five half 20 minute episodes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 20, 25 minutes, you know? So, boom, like I said, I watched the first episode. Then I watched the next one. And the next one, then I was like, well, shit, there's two more. I might as well finish it, you know? So, so I watched them in one sitting, you know? Um, and I, I got into it. I, I yeah, I, I really, I really dug on the shit, you know? Um, and I seen people, yeah, people bitching about, oh, where it's not the He-Man show. It, it was never called He-Man. It was called the Masters of the Universe, you know? And even, like I even said, back then, yeah, it was called <laughs> Masters of the Universe, but still, yeah. Yeah. You know, but um, but you know, oh, Tila, it's the Tila show, and she's got small tits and blah 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 blah. And, uh, you know, all these motherfuckers. You know, and it's just like for the generation, the '80s babies, us '80s babies who grew up with this shit. You know, yeah, Transformers. We watch a Transformers movie where Optimus Prime died in the first 20 minutes. We fucking had to wait three years to find out if Vader was Luke's dad. And what if Han Solo survived? We had to wait three years for that shit. You know, we grew up in an age where Rambo and Commando were toys and shit. You know, we were <laughs> another, some... Ho- another reason we're fucked up. <laughs> yeah, 80s, 80s babies. We were told not to cry and to hide our emotions and to be tough guys. And we, all these motherfuckers grew up to be fucking whiny bitches, bitching. Eh, they killed He-Man. Ah. Ah, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. I thought it was dope. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you, you, you're selling me on the show you're selling me on the show <laughs> yeah they like everybody dies like holy shit what the fuck <laughs> like in the first you know? episode but at the same time eli you can see why but people get goes, pissed off they, I, I see he, what... goes, he goes out like a g though he it's like yeah he goes out like a g it's like iron man he had to con- he couldn't contain all the magic and it just evaporated him you know what i'm saying you know, he, he, it was like, it was all the magic in the universe and he was, he was trying to save it and absorb it and it just consumed him, you know? And I was like, whoa, that's okay. 
and this is the first episode. Well, I want to see what happens next. And <laughs> man, just can watch from there. So, but but so, mainly, yeah. but 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 you're agreeing with the man babies on YouTube that Tila is the main star of the show. At least from, is, from yeah. these episodes we saw. Okay. She is, and they give her a cool arc. She's like, no one told me Prince Adam was He-Man. You fucking assholes. And now how did she dead. not figure it out? <laughs> in, <laughs> they in, never, anyway. Yeah, there was always a secret. Only two, what is it in the old cartoon? Only two share my uh my secret. It's Man at Arms and the Sorceress. They're okay, the only ones who knew. That's and nothing Marco. I'm gonna ask. Okay, so yeah. does Kevin Smith lean into the homoeroticism like on the old T on the cartoon? Um, I don't know. Uh, Probably well, not because he killed off He Man, so it didn't matter. But I mean, after I saw a YouTube video, it was always in the back of my mind when I watched the old He Man show. You know, you can uh, kind of you can kind of argue, and I don't. I'm not going to assume any gender or or orientation, but yeah. there might have been maybe that's maybe I just saw that maybe Tila had some feelings for Prince Adam, and that's why she was so hurt when he I mean, died. That was in the, that was I, in the old show, yeah. It was- yeah, so I think she had some feelings for Prince Adam, and when he died, and then turns out that he was He-Man the whole time, and no one told her. She resents everybody. She she's pissed off at everybody. She's pissed off at Duncan or at Man at Arms. So they have a falling out, and like I said, there's some like heavy drama that went into this shit that I was not expecting. You know, so yeah, she kind of resents her dad, and her and they have her and her dad have this kind of crappy relationship throughout this show. You know, so you see these characters sort of mature and, you know, have these dramatic arcs with all this emotional weight, like evil Lynn, evil Lynn kind of being like fucking Harley Quinn, like saying, damn, I did all this shit for Skeletor and he was a dick to me the whole fucking time. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I said, there was some depth to these characters that I never thought I would get, you know, so that's why I got into it. So, yeah. I thought it was cool. And I'm eager cool. to see what happens next. I can't. I don't I mean, know. They got to have a season part. two or yeah. whatever, or a second part or whatever. Because it says so. part one, end of part one. Saying, so. We all remember that yeah. meme right there. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play it. That's going to be the ending song. <laughs> what else we got here? Uh, God damn, they coming in hot. Oh, uh, me too. What else we got? Uh, yeah, you did go out a great way. Okay. So, like, like, Optimus Prime, you know, saving Hot Rod and shit like that, saving the universe. Second He Man was better than the... that was a second. That was a second one. Remember the second one, Cartoon Network, I think. The one where they went to space. Yeah. Uh, they already in space? Well, no, there was like where he was all skinny, looked like Flash Gordon, because that one was shitty. I don't know if that if he's talking about that one, because that shit was whack. The the Flash Gordon He Man one, that shit was kind of whack. Okay. And the He Man oh, yeah. movie, the movie that came out in the eighties, that shit sucked too. <laughs> You know, that's the exact same plot as Thor. If well, you think about was, it, I'm just saying, it's the same plot as I Thor. Suppose like, the reason why it sucked <laughs> is they, it takes place on Earth and shit. And I thought it sucked as a little kid. I thought I saw it as a little kid. I was like, this shit's whack, you know? Yeah, right back to his ass. just like Harley. Yeah, they in that toxic relationship. Yeah, She-Ra. Oh. Yeah, I know people got pissed off at She-Ra, too. So I guess, I don't know. Oh, because she had small tits and shit? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, these fucking oh. pussies. <laughs> oh man, I, it's, it's like I said. I, I might sit down and just watch it now. Now that you you sort of kind of sold me on it. It's not. Like, it's not long. Like I said, five twenty minute episodes. Boom. You know, watch it in a couple over a couple hours. Um, yeah. Get in, get out. And that's it. Okay. No, it's more more of a, of a lore show. show. 
more of a lore show. I was never into the He-Man lore, so. Yeah, me neither. I mean, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it was, it was, it was like Conan with spaceship, you know? (laughs) I don't know. Which is all it ever was. I always thought it was like Conan, Dungeons and Dragons type, you know, like, yeah. Like human man carrying the previous shows and even the comics again and see why people would be pissed off about being killed off. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I see why people uh will be pissed yeah. off about that. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think he's gone. I think he's coming back. I think he's gonna return and you know. Right, but even that they kind of still kind of wrote him off the show, even if he comes back, just still the fact that they wrote him off the show. So, like yeah. I said, doesn't bother me at all. The shocking shit like that. It's like, oh, well, let me pay attention. I wasn't expecting that. That's the kind of stuff gets my attention. I want to see where you go with that. I'm not just going to yeah. write it off because I want him in. I want him in. Yeah, I got I got an interesting story arc that I wasn't expecting. Um, yeah, I never oh. really got, watched Shira. I mean, wasn't that her sister or some shit? Yeah, I, I, is, I my little sisters got into Shira. You know, that's so, what Shira that's was for. Yeah, I mean, he meant, Shira like, was designed to target another demographic. That's what Shira was made for. We get yeah. mad at everybody when they, you know, have this type of character and they create this type of character. That's how Shira was. He Man was for boys, Shira was for girls. It was toys, it, toy commercial. Yeah. yeah, but it turns out that girls were into He Man too. Well, of course. So that's were. why they created <laughs> Shira. <laughs> well, of course they were. You know, uh, he's yeah, Ryan he's Ryan. Johnson's yeah, He-Man. he's Ryan Johnson's He Man. That's why it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trigger leave it leave it to eli leave it to eli <laughs> oh man i'm trying to see where we're gonna go with this next eli okay should we do what you want to do or should we do that wolf within thing you want to skip that talk about it no nah, we don't skip. We can skip okay it. fuck that all right let's talk about what you want to do because i know you want to talk about this okay what else this next one. Oh, i knew you want to talk about this. yes yeah i know you want to talk about yeah. this so Okay, Dune. so what did you want? Because I know something happened with Dune, so <laughs> I didn't even watch the trailer. I'm sorry, I, I was I was out of it this week. I had I had shit to do. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Dune, yes, the new Dune trailer dropped the other day, and it looked epic as fuck. Um, yeah, uh, hmm, what should I go with? I mean, you, you're not really familiar with Dune, so I don't know what to say. At about all, it. yeah. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you can start talking, but I'm gonna be looking at you like you're talking Spanish. So I'm just like, yeah. Well, Dune, it, Dune, it's basically Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones meets um, basically everything you were ever into. It was basically it goes back to Dune, Star Trek. You know, Game of Thrones. All yeah, leaving X Men now. I mean, we're yeah, reading yeah. X Men shit. I'm just like, oh, yeah. this shit sounds familiar. You know, it all goes back to Dune. You know, um, you know, it's a space fantasy epic uh, about warring kingdoms in space. Um, hope they don't fuck up Dune. You know what, Cliff? I really hope so too. And I'm really worried that. It is going to get fucked up because they've only so this Dune movie is only the first part of the book, mm-hmm. so it's only half the book. This movie, they haven't even started or even greenlit the second part. So, well, they because they want to see how this one does. Yeah, and movies are bombing left and right. I don't, <laughs> I don't you know if it's not if it doesn't have super if it ain't a Marvel movie or by Disney, 
Hell, no it don't even matter. If it, nowadays, it don't even matter if it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fuck all of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see them making the second part, which kind of bums me out. Plus, um, it's going to be on HBO Max. You know, I maybe they'll make a TV series out of it someday, but I don't see this version of Dune ever getting finished. Um, yeah, uh, but this tra- the trailer looked dope. I recently read the book. Um, I was always into the old movie, the old David Lynch movie. I always found that intriguing, but I read the book recently and now I understand the world a lot more. But yeah, like I said, it's basically Game of Thrones in space. You know, these different kingdoms are warring over the spice, which is on only one planet called Dune or Arrakis, aka Arrakis. And this spice it in you know it's you it's it's used in a lot of things but most importantly it's used for space travel um it probably was a board game <laughs> a board game probably was like it's 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 cross it's like cross marketing yeah um it was written the book was written in the 60s and and it's it's got a big huge political commentary um the spice was on this desert planet called dune um the and there's this indigenous a population called the framen who you know um uh, live there and are trying to protect the spice but basically all these other factions are coming and mining it um the spice is produced by these giant sandworms and um so the spice allows space travel you know it's it's it, it basically they use it to map out the universe and basically mind warp you across the galaxy um and uh and basically paul Atreides, House Atreides, comes to Arrakis to, you know, ambassador the Spice, but then they are attacked by the Harkonnens, and a war breaks out, and Harkon or the Harkonnens, you know, destroy or House any Atreides. natural resource, Cliff, or any natural resources. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. about oh yes, it yes, could be about water. Written, I mean, hell yeah. It, well, it was written in the '60s, and it was it was pretty much a, a comment on the Middle East and the and the and the oil resources over there. And the world sort of after this fuel source, um, and still is. So there's a lot of underlying political commentary in in this story. Um, it is really cool. I mean, and in this movie, looks like it could be really good. Um, I'm just worried it's not going to get finished. It's only the first part, um, and it looks like like we're just going to see the fall of House Atreides. And then maybe Paul and his mom meet up with the Freeman because they show there's some clips in the trailer where it shows uh, Paul with the blue eyes. Now the, you get blue eyes when you get addicted to spice. Prolonged exposure to the spice turn your eyes blue. You know, it has this bluish glow. And there is clips in the trailer where Paul has uh, you know blue eyes. But it shows a lot of the stuff in the book. If you read the book, there's a lot of stuff uh, that I that I was catching. The ornithopters are like these dragonfly ships. Um, it shows the, the attack, House Harkonnen attacking the Trades, the big battle going on. It shows the shield suits, you know, uh, Duncan Idaho, which is played by, you know, he's like the, the sword master. He's played by Jason Momoa. And they have these like suits, these like force field suits that, you know, kind of like precursor to lightsabers, I would think. And they're fighting and it shows them, you know, the, you know, the shoots are flashing and shit because they're for they're force fields. Um and yeah, of course, the sandworms that you think look like giant buttholes, which they do, or Sarlacc pit, the Sarlacc pit from uh, Star Wars. 
That was a so, yeah. vagina to me, so yeah. So Tatooine, yeah, it looked like a butthole with spikes. Um, Tatooine <laughs> was very much, you know, ate from Dune, from Arrakis, the desert planet, Tatooine. Um, Star Trek, the, hum- the human computers, the Mentats, you know, what Spock is a Vulcan. He has no emotion. He's very all about logic. The Mentat human computers are the same way. Um, and just, yeah, it's just all this political intrigue between these kingdoms sort of, you know, fighting for the power of spice, of who controls the spice. And um, Paul ends a, up, yeah. A, a Wikipedia or something like that when you go into the movie to see this. Yeah, it's... <laughs> a, it's, it's, a, it's a manual it's, or something. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, it's it's a very rich lore. It's, like I said, um, it it's pretty much has influenced everything from Star Trek to Star Wars to... You know, a lot of fantasy stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad I didn't read it as a kid. I probably wouldn't have understood it as much as I did. Because I, after I read it now, I'm like, yeah, I can understand that it's it's not, you know, people complain, oh, it's a white savior story. Paul is the superhero. And is no, it's not. The whole, the point of Dune is um, a warning about how politics and religion are all a means of control. It's funny you say that because I feel like when this movie starts coming out, some critic is going to say what you just said, but in a negative way, like, oh, it's a white savior narrative. It's a, everybody's it's gonna a jump on it. Right. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. gonna jump on it, and that's gonna be the narrative. Yeah, Paul is a white savior. When in the book, he's not white. You know, in fact, in the book, the Harkonnens are the white people, and they're they're fucking the bad guys. Spice <laughs> control the spice. Okay, so Cliff, so you you know about this. Okay, Cliff understand yeah. all the spice memes now okay yeah so. spice yeah basically the and there are these um the the navigators the guild the navigation guild they use the spice and they are like basically mutant alien thing they they're humans but because they've been using spice for so long they've mutated into these big brain things and they're they they basically warp you mind warp ships through space you know so, I don't know. Hey, if you can understand the X Men, you can understand Dune. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not that. Yeah, fucking time travel and astral planes and this power and that power and you know this person's fucking that person. Yellow savior snake yeah. ass. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Here's the thing: if they made Snake Eyes white, we would have heard that same thing. We we already know the movie. Are, nobody cares about this movie anyway, but we know that would people jump on that. Same way they did with Iron Fist. So even though we changed the subject from Snake Eyes, but yeah, yeah, I didn't even see uh, Snake Eyes. Go. Nobody did. Did you see the? <laughs> I should have. I should have did the box office this week, but I like it's so pathetic. There's no point to do it. But basically, nobody saw Snake Eyes. Uh, number one movie was old. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, Dune. I'm worried that it's gonna bomb and they're not gonna finish it. And I just think it's not. It's not dumb enough. For you know, audiences these days. <laughs> so. Eli, have you not learned anything? Just started change petition. Let's get this thing going. Release the second movie cut or whatever. You know, hashtag. And so yeah. let's see what we got. All right, let's move on from that. Uh, I did. It was whack. Oh, cool. Right, let me guess, Cliff. You were the only one in theater, right? <laughs> By yourself. But it had Maybe ninjas movie. in it. How how can ninja? How can a ninja movie? Yeah, how can that? you fuck that up? That's the problem with movie. Like in the eighties, <laughs> there were like eighty thousand ninja movies, and all of them were awesome. 
How do you They're fuck up dope. a ninja movie? Right. All of them. Right? Canon. Yeah. Canon just cranked them shits out every other week. They had more ninja movies in the 80s than pornos. But now <laughs> they don't know how to make a ninja movie now. How do you fuck that's that all, up? That's all it was at the VHS stores. Ninjas and porn. Ninjas. Ninjas. <laughs> ninjas and porn. That's it. Or ninja <laughs> porn. One of the others. <laughs> oh, man. Let's move on to the next topic. Okay. What do we got, Dick? Oh, it's, it's on me now. Eli, me I know you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I thought it was going to be your show, but I guess it's we... crack me up a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were ready for that. Hey, no, no sponsors. <laughs> Dr. Pepper going to pay us for that <sighs> shit. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think you can jump in on Eli Batgirl. Okay, Batgirl has been cast. Yeah, uh, and they had like a whole running and everything like that. Hell, was a guy from Raid. It should have been awesome. Was he in that? The guy in the from Raid movie. Was it? Is he? Was it? Uwe? And the movie still suck. Uwe, uh, I don't know. Eli, what the? That's why. My, that's why these uh, Hollywood movies are going and shit right now. That's why they're not making any money. Because if you fuck up a ninja movie, you don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just go drive a forklift or go drive an eighteen wheel or something like that. Because movies is not your thing. Oh, uh, anyway, back to Batgirl. So Batgirl was in the running. Like I said, they had a whole bunch of people. They was announcing it was going to be Batgirl this and Batgirl that. And guess who got uh, the role? Leslie Grace. Uh, not the typical Barbara Gordon we was expecting, but that's what we got. Uh, she was in In the Heights. Eli, did you ever get a chance to see that? You know me. I don't uh, watch me. I ain't in the musical, so I know. Oh yeah, I, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I'm I'm the musical guy. I keep forgetting. Oh, <laughs> we talk about. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, oh, they mad about Bad Girl. Oh, they they super they super pissed about Bad Girl. They saw that. I saw the memes. I saw the YouTube videos. I saw everything about it. They are pissed about Bad Girl. Hashtag not my Bad Girl because we all know the Bad Girl. They want it. We know they wanted this is Bad Girl. They wanted Emma Stone. It's not what they got. I didn't want Emma Stone. I wanted a redhead, but I'm cool with this chick. Hey, I mean, you can slap redhead on her, but uh, let's be I just, Yeah, that's just, that's just my kink. I wanted a hot redhead, but, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, like Jean Grey or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. but, but, hey, um, if this is supposed to be like the new DC canon. That's what Jeff I was saying. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright ain't white. Or, I mean. <laughs> right, he's not white. I, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner white. Gordon, whatever he is. So if this is supposed to be a show like tied into the continuity of that, which it may or may not be, we don't know. D- DC probably don't know. They change shit whenever they want to. So, But as of right now, like I said, they got Commissioner Gordon, so they got a daughter that looks the same as the original war wig. Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever her name was. I can't remember. Yvonne Craig, Yvonne Craig, Yvonne Craig, it, oh. it lost my name for a second. Yvonne Craig did wear a wig and then she had short bob, you know, had a short bob hair and then that's it. But yeah, that's the thing from that one. But here's the thing, Eli, I'm not tripping like everybody else is. However, there is something that I'm starting to notice that is a trend. Now, like I said, this is not one of those comic gates, you know, podcasts, but I do have to bring this up. This is yet another redhead <laughs> that has been race changed. Because I'm starting to notice something, Eli. Only the redheads are getting race changed. Not everybody else. You like Jimmy Olsen, Mary Jane, Annie, Starfire. Who else we got? Uh, Little Mermaid. <laughs> you know, they got Kelly and Chloe. Batgirl. Batgirl. So it's like. Or no, like, Batwoman. Batwoman. Yeah. She, yeah, they had one. Did they change her out? So just like. So my thing is this. Uh, I have to ask this. 
white people, what do you have against redheads? What do you have against genders? Do you really hate them that much? You want them erased from media? I just want to know. I just want to know. I'm not mad or anything. I'm just, why do you treat redheads like, like a redheaded stepchild? I just want to know. Somebody comment in it if you can. Cliff, I need answers. <laughs> Let me know something. Oh, well, what the fuck happened to Genesis and Redhead? 616, man, please tell me you see it too. I'm not, like I said, we are not that type of podcast. We are not comic gators. I know we sound like that sometimes. I know we confuse people to think we are like that. But I just want to know. I've been thinking about this for a while. Like every you, time you just blew my mind. I'm just saying, know. man, Starfire is horrible. They just like, if there's a redhead in the comic, Fuck that. Race change them so we don't have to ever see a redhead ever on social media. <laughs> uh, it's a red conspiracy. Why do they hate them so much? I just want to know. Is it is that like some kind of lore or they like demons like, you know, like serpents in the Bible or something like that? I just want to know. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's all I got. Let, let's move on past that before we get into before Facebook bans us again. You know. <laughs> is, is Zuckerberg a redhead? If he is, he's probably going to ban us, too. So anyway, oh. Um, what do we got next? Hold on. Do, do, do. Cliff got me yeah, answer for me. Or, or, Cliff, they, or, or if they do have a redheaded character, they get a blonde to fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like no. Mary, like like white Mary Jane and like, the old first Peter Peter. Right, they got a blonde uh, to play it because they don't yeah. want a redhead to actually Kirsten play her. Dunce, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you can't find a redhead like Scarlett in that Snake Eyes movie. I think she's a blonde. She looks just like Margot Robbie, like a Margot Margot Margot. Oh, yeah, Ripoff. that's that. That is uh, what's her face? That's uh, uh, weaving that chick. Um, yeah, she's from uh, Ready or Not. Yeah, she's blonde. Right. That chick uh, is blonde. The- uh, some country. Day. Okay, thank you, Sigma Six. Let's see what we got. Okay, and some things there are a lot of prejudice against redhead ginger because of the demon shit. The what? Okay, I gotta, I gotta, oh, re- I'm gonna research that shit later on. I gotta find out about that because that, I just want to see if there's some breadcrumbs going to that, Eli. <laughs> I'm just saying if there's, <laughs> if there's a thing to that, but there might be some validity to that. There might be something to that. We don't know, and it's just ingrained in their culture. It's just like no redheads. Gotta go. So, anyway, where were we? Uh, to the video game section. Let's talk about something nice. Okay, Eli, this brought a warm smile to my heart. Because, like I said, the Olympics are going on. I don't give a shit about the Olympics. I'm not watching it. I was going to watch until I found out that the USA basketball team is getting their ass kicked by everybody in the, in the world. Because, apparently, we're the worst basketball players. How are the USA who invented basketball the worst basketball players? So that's crazy, but China hates black people. Oh, well, yeah, we know that. That's, even though I, think it was, I think it was like the Aztecs or the Mayans who invented the what became basketball. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I guess <laughs> <laughs> we're cultural appropriating then. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, LeBron James. You know, yeah. and that's uh, your native representation of the moment. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Do, do, do. The more you know. <laughs> it's funny you say that because everybody who complained about he bands like oh these fucking snowflakes oh yeah everybody's a snowflake until they change the sports team's name <laughs> all of a sudden that they triggered <laughs> oh yeah i uh, forgot about that yeah we're not gonna t- we're not gonna talk about that we're gonna move no i ignored uh, it i told I, oh, okay. i'm not reading i just I'm not meant- reading yeah i'm not reading any comments okay to be I, fair <laughs> Naismith wasn't black, so we didn't steal it. <laughs> we stole it from Naismith, but Naismith stole it from y'all. So eventually came back around to us. 
Uh, what do we got? Okay. Blame the Harlem Globetrotters. Let's blame them. Uh, where were we at? Video game section. Video game section. Let's talk about the video game section. Okay. So the Olympics does have something going on right now, whereas not the Olympics, because I don't give a shit about the Olympics. However, something happened that actually brought a smile to my face, and that is esports. Now, they have some video game tournaments that made it to Japan. They are not in the Olympics, but they're at the Olympics. It's a difference. And two games made it. I'm going to give you a hint, Eli. I know you're not going to guess it. One of them you probably could guess, but I'll go ahead and name it. So one game is Rocket League. So I haven't played it. I heard Rocket League is awesome. Definitely want to look in. In the Olympics. Well, technically not the Olympics. They're like across the street from the Olympics, but it still counts. You know, so yeah, they're there. But in Japan, they're there. And so it's two games that made it there. Rocket League is one. Another game, Street Fighter Five. Eli, I can win Japan. Yeah, not really because I would get my ass kicked, but but still, <laughs> I saw some clips of the what they were playing. I like, yeah, they're they're way past me now. <laughs> that Start was training, that, dude. Start it's training. too late. It's too late. It's too late, Eli. Next, this is not next four this, years. The next this could be your movie. The next four years, your journey starts now. I just now. train every day. Yeah. Just <laughs> while we're doing yeah. a podcast, I'm playing Street Fighter the whole time. <laughs> yeah, then you can have that montage. You're the best around right. at the end. Nothing of the, ever We are training and shit. And then you meet some chick or, or something, and there's like some fucking drama shit going on, and you're like, you know, <laughs> Street Fighters, the easiest part of life. The of the, they, have that, they have that moment of clarity, like, wow. Yeah, all this I'm, stuff. I'm loving this screen. I'm life loving this is so play. hard, but Street Fighters, easy. Somebody's going to listen to this podcast and write that fucking screenplay and make a it. It writes it itself, man. It writes itself. <laughs> No, I'm like training and shit. Yeah. I'm like doing push-ups with my thumbs and shit, trying to train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this shit, Rocket League. Kid, the kid from the wrong side of the tracks who, who makes it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we uh, I'm probably... <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what were you? I don't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> Street Fighter. <laughs> Street Fighter. Okay, back to Street Fighter. Here's my thing. Okay, so you have Street Fighter, which is a fighting game tournament there. Meanwhile, you have actual real martial artists in the Olympics. Taekwondo, boxing, jujitsu, all this shit like that. So imagine you train your whole life, training your body to be a weapon, and you win the gold medal, and then you see this fat, chubby kid beside you with glasses <laughs> that got a gold trophy playing Street Fighter. <laughs> I beat his ass. I'm just sorry. <laughs> if I was like a trained martial artist and shit, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, what do we got? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this shit writes itself. Eli, I'm writing this shit. I'm writing this shit tonight. I'm, I'm submitting this shit. Best of the best six. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'll pass that. I'll pass that. Can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Sure. Okay, like I said, this is the comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books. And Eli, do you have a shitload of books? Do I have a shitload of books? I can't remember. I, I bought a shitload of books and most of them were shitty, so I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Y'all got me crying over here. Y'all talk about this crazy shit. <laughs> Let's start off with an easy one, Eli. I'm going to give you an easy one. I'm going to give you a layup. Okay. Moon Knight. I'm Let's doing just... this? Yeah, I didn't read it. Oh, I didn't touch this shit. Say okay. whatever you want to say. Rip Moon Knight a new asshole, and let's just go with it. Okay. Moon Knight, number one. It's like Batman. <laughs> just, only it, just it's like Batman, only it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is Moon Knight. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they're, they're yeah, the new Moon Knight, you know they're pushing this because the show's coming out and it's full of vampires because why? They got why? Blade coming out cuz they got Blade. You know what Marvel doing? They're all, all their shit they're doing is to set up more important shit. So yeah, this has vampires in it and uh and Moon Knight in it because he's got a show coming out and um and like okay, we this is our turn to uh Bot America. Yeah. Yeah, I well, I stopped this, reading well, coaches now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's done, but yeah, okay. Yeah. But you know, Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman. And uh they make they make right away they make they make a point. Well, this is supposed to be better than Batman. So right away he's like, you know what? I care about the hood. You know, so everybody everything everything everybody bitches about Batman, they try to fix in this. Oh shit. shit. Okay. And then um and then for they even ask him, like, yo. How is how come a, an Egyptian god chose you, a white guy, to be their chosen one? And then he white explains it somehow, and you know. <laughs> oh wow! And then vampires happen, and it's and, and he and he's Jewish, but he believes in an Egyptian god. So none of this makes any sense. It's just like I, I understand his comics. I understand you have to have a you know suspension of disbelief, but some of this shit just like, huh? <laughs> yeah somewhere yeah mel gibson's got to get a hold of this shit and make <laughs> right, <his own>. right. <laughs> oh, oh shit yeah so no i i basically every time i read moon knight i'm like fuck this i'm gonna read batman <laughs> like you might as well why read a batman knockoff you know with a nice night you know shit like that so yeah so yeah uh yeah fuck this shit okay can i and that's my night? and that's my rating fuck this shit <laughs> Hashtag it. <laughs> kind of with bullies. Fuck this shit out of five. <laughs> oh man, hold on. I wanna I wanna shit on Moon Knight too. Hold on, let me see. Oh, uh, Marvel comes to become a printed uh printed or digital commercial. That's all Marvel is right now, and DC to a point also. All their comics now are just the blueprint or the R and D department for Hollywood. That's all they are. Give me my new TV show, give me my new movie, give me my new cartoon, write that shit. And they basically got these guys in, in a in a sweatshop working that's why they that's why coach got the fuck up out of there or they fired him one or the other i can't remember either way the writing team is fucked up now eli this is some petty shit why i don't like moon knight but i'm gonna just say this shit okay good the reason i don't like moon knight is because we'll yeah I'm, <laughs> i got a story to tell okay i know we got comments i want to talk about this shit anyway okay so the whole story begins with honey puns <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> okay, so after school, when I used to like watch He Man or just paying attention to Transformers shit like that, I used to raid the snack, the kitchen just for snacks, honey buns, cupcakes, all this shit like that. So by the time my dad got home from work, all this shit was gone. So me and my brother just ate up honey buns and shit like that. So he had a plan to fix us. So what he did, he took out all the honey buns, all the cupcakes and shit like that, and replaced them with moon pies. <laughs> Now, this is the nastiest fucking candy of all time. This is the nastiest snack. But when you're after school and there's nothing there, you want to sit there and watch Batman the Animated Series and you want to eat something with it, what, what are you going to do? You got nothing but moon pie. So I'm going to sit there and eat a vanilla moon pie. Chocolate was the worst. Chocolate was the fucking worst. So that's why I like Moon Knight. Because anytime I see moon pies, anytime I see moon pies, it reminds me of moon night. Anytime I see moon night, it reminds me of moon pies. So that's why I get triggered anytime I see moon pie, uh, moon night, just because of that shit. That's my petty reason why I don't like moon night. God, and and plus, he sucks. Every full moon, you're like, oh, moon night, moon pies. <laughs> no, moon night, no. 
you know, and <laughs> shit like that. So, yeah. All right. That's all I got. Oh, it's my turn to re- uh, review. Oh, shit. I didn't mean to take over your Moon Knight episode. Okay. So, my turn. Well, the book I'm going to do next is, and I should have did more notes on this, but I didn't. You might have to help me out of Eli if you know anything about this one. We're going to do Superman and the Authority, number one. Yeah, I did read this. You did read this. Okay. So I'm going to give everybody some backdrop about exactly what Superman and the Authority is. The Authority is actually like a former, not image book, kind of image, but not image. Because it was right when Jim Lee sold his uh his image brand oh, oh to wild, DC. Wild, was it was it what not wildcats it, um, it wild wild storm wild storm wild storm, wild storm. Yeah, yeah. so wild storm was jim lee's image division but he sold his share of image to dc and the authority was like his first book that was with midnighter and and apollo and i think Flo was a part of the team and all this shit like yeah that. jenny jenny uh electric or whatever <laughs> yeah jenny no more platform yes <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> Moon Knight has been shit since Kanchu. Yeah, but Kanchu was in the beginning, but yeah. That, that's like, I don't fuck with Moon Knight. That's just me. What do we got here? Uh, is Kalil? No, it's old Kalil, yeah. It's old Kal. But that's the thing, Eli, this book is so confusing. Is it in continuity? Is it not in continuity? Leave it up to Grant Morrison to like pull all this shit out of his ass that no Like, one is it about. black label? Is it not black <laughs> label? Is it, I don't. Let, I don't get, know. Let, let's, don't let's, know. Let's, let's, let's break this <clears throat> down. Okay, let's let's break this bad boy down. All right, so like I said, this is Superman and the Authority. We will try to explain this story as best as possible. Like I said, it is a Grant Morrison book, so prepare to be mind-fucked because that's what he does. <laughs> let's just jump into it. Okay, so the book starts off, even though it's supposed to be in DC canon, it starts off in 1963. And where Superman is talking to JFK. Uh, why is he talking to JFK? I don't know. He's thanking Superman and all the Justice Society and all stuff like that, which one woman is there right there also, which she ain't supposed to be there, but who gives a fuck? And basically he's telling Superman to promise him that him and his super people are going to end all wars and look towards the space because by the end of the decade, uh, JFK is trying to go to space. But he doesn't know if he's going to get there. And even Superman, he asks him, what do you need me here for? Do you need me to uh to body be your bodyguard in Dallas? He's like, nah, I'll be fine in Dallas. Why? Why? Anyway, never mind. Um, so they show all that shit. Actually, what happened in Dallas? Boom, that's what happened. And so all the fairy tale situation that they expected Superman to go to didn't happen. Anyway, we cut to Manchester Chester Black, who was a Superman villain. I don't have time to explain him. Not even going to bother with it. He was. He, he was. He was on the Supergirl show, like. As a black guy, I think. I think and he's a redhead guy. in this comic. <laughs> <laughs> it does not stop. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm following the breadcrumbs. <laughs> also, uh, like I said, Manchester Black wakes up with a person. You can't tell if it's a woman or a man. They threw that in there. I, I saw how they did that. I'm surprised Fox News didn't just jump on that. But anyway, we're just going to go with that. Anyway, uh, he's in London. He gets tear gassed. These guys are coming after him. He's drunk as shit. And he mind controls them, makes them think that the war, war of the world aliens are there. He walks out with a mind control while he has another gin bottle in his bo- bottle. I don't understand what he was planning here because he just walks out while these guys have a gun pointed at him and they just shoot the shit out of him. He doesn't run. He, he just gets shot. He's not bulletproof. He's just a dude. So he gets shot down there, and right before they're about to kill him, all of a sudden, Superman shows up. It You don't know Superman, but you find out Superman later on. So Superman says, okay, gentlemen, I'll take him from here. 
So then Superman takes him to the Fortress of Solitude. And while his back is broken or, or his spinal column is healing, he's there. He's pissed off. He's like, why you bring me here, Superman? Uh, you want me to be part of your uh, your, st- your stupid ass uh, team you got coming up? You want me to be your, your physical disabled professor? You know, and Superman's like, what? You know, the little fourth wall break there. But anyway, the reason Superman has Manchester Black is because Superman is slowly losing his power. So he's building a team. And the team he's building is basically people that can kind of replace his powers. But he has just enough power to be there. And he uh, is telling Manchester Black in 12 minutes, these robots that have been trapped in the Phantom Zone are going to break out and going to attack everything. And, and I'm not strong to stop by myself, so I need somebody else to help me. So Manchester Black says, fuck you. I'm not helping you. Remember, I'm a bad guy. I don't do shit like that. So he leaves. Meanwhile, that's going on. You got all the the super robots from the phantom zone break loose and they attack superman and they all had the faces of the phantom zone criminals like uh the phantom king that's a grant morrison thing that's feora you know some other people like that and while he's getting his ass whooped manchester black comes back and does his thing or whatever like that oh this actually spoils me when i read the synopsis of the book so the new legion of doom has been set up you got uh What's the guy? Eclipso or whatever his name is. And you don't know the big bad, but the synopsis tell you who the big bad is. The big bad. And he says he's Superman's oldest enemy. Superman's oldest enemy that he's ever fought is not Lex Luthor. It is the ultra human knight. Big monkey. Super smart. Anyway. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. So, yeah. it's it's, But when he fought him originally, he wasn't a big monkey. He was just a big ball scientist dude. He eventually became a big monkey later on. And that's the book. Oh, and he poisons Manchester Black or knocks him out or Manchester Black. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this book, man. Look, Grant Morrison, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Here's my thing about this book. You can tell there's a lot of history that Grant Morrison is trying to cover, but it's not history that has already been in the book. He's making up history. Like, it's canon, but it's not canon. They say in this book will affect the rest of the DCEU, even though Superman is in the 60s, when in the regular DC universe, he didn't come around to like the 80s or whatever the fuck. So I don't know what the hell is going on with this book. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. And the authority and the authority wasn't even in it. <laughs> and that's the thing, they weren't even in it. Ray Morris has always said, fuck. Right, but he's saying this is con- this is continuity. That's the thing. So he's saying fuck continuity, but it's in continuity. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? It was a, this was a it was a weird book. This is not Grant Morrison's best work. I'm but here's the thing, Eli. I'm not giving up yet. I think it's gonna pull together, hopefully. But we'll we'll see how it goes. So, all right. So, uh, man, it took a lot of me. What what you got? Well, I'll do New Mutants, okay, number twenty. Cool. Please tell um, me this is a, a straightforward book with a uh, beginning and ending. This <laughs> actually. I found very profound and moving. Um, There was a moment in here that kind of got to me. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna front. Um, There was a moment where um, there's, they, they, there's in some European country, uh, they discover a little girl with mutant powers and, um, and they go to retrieve her because she's caused an earthquake and fucked up the town. And they're saying, okay, we got to bring her back to Kakoa because she's a mutant. But then the townspeople are like, no, you're not going to take our kid. You're not taking her. And they actually put up a fight. And um, 
you know, and they're fighting. Hold on, let me. I got a shit. Let me. Let me. Let me. I got some yeah, images. Yeah, throw, throw, throw that bad boy up there. Okay. Oh, oh, I, I see. I see. Damn. I thought. It, okay. Hold on. Let me see. Boom. No, that that's that's me. So <laughs> that's yeah. You. Okay. So yeah. So uh, yeah, the townspeople are all like, "You're not taking. You know, you're, you're not going to take our people." And they're like, "We, you know, we should, you know, you know, we got to train her. She's a, she's a mutant, you know." Um, and then Warpath. Let's see. Can I get to that? Okay, Warpath is like, you know what? We're not going to kidnap this kid. And um, and if you, as you can see here, um, there's magic punching some dude, you know, who just got his town destroyed. <laughs> right being an asshole, basically acting like Batman and being an asshole. <laughs> but, you know, they're like, you know, Warpath is like, we're not going to kidnap this kid. You know, and so they give her back to her mom. And I just thought that was very powerful because in the light of all the news about the residential schools and the mass graves of native kids that they've been finding lately, I found that very, very moving that they that war path. I don't know if that was intentional, but using war path to be that, you know, voice of reason was I, I it, it gave me shivers. Um, I'm, I'm struggling here, man. This is tough. <laughs> no, I was just saying I, that's great that they actually giving Warpath something to do in these books. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, so the residential schools, yes, that's a very dark time in Native history where government-funded and church-run boarding schools were basically used to kidnap Native kids and assimilate them. You know, and it's wow. a very tragic time in our history. And lately, they've been finding a lot of graves of children around these places and it's basically digging up a lot of bad memories for us. I mean, it hits home for me. I mean, my mom had to go to one and so it's, 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 it's kind of, it, it, it's kind of triggering, but this moment I found very moving, you know? Um, so yeah, so that, that was just, just for that. I thought this was awesome, but basically what's been going on in this new mutants book is um, the shadow King has been, sort of been hiding out on Krakoa and he's been talking to the, the kids here. The, this new mutant squad. Um, and the last issue, Scout ended up dead. Um, oh, shit. Which one was Scout? Scout was another Wolverine clone, another Laura clone. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she ended up dead. And the kids are like, oh, my God, what the fuck? You know, and they don't know what happened, but they're like, hey, well, if we take her to the, you know, resurrection, you know, room or whatever, um, maybe she can, we can find out what she remembers last. Um, but they're like, you know, but she's a clone. They're, they're, the, the council's not going to let us, you know, resurrect her. So they decide to do it themselves, you know? Oh, um, okay. So, and then there's a moment. Yeah. So rain, rain has been hanging out with Farouk. So Farouk, the shadow King has been like hiding out on Krakoa sort of, you don't know what he's doing. He's basically trying to say he wants to help these kids, but you don't, you don't know why. And he's saying some shit about like the shadow King has only limited power. So you're not sure what he's really up to. And then rain has been talking to him too. So there's a moment where karma and rain have a moment and karma's like, yo, you can't be hanging out with Farouk. And she's like, hanging out. Yeah, okay. and she's like, motherfucker, you tried to resurrect your brother, motherfucker. Like who the <laughs> fuck are you? To <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> like, we're all assholes here. The council is full of assholes. Like, you know, I can't hang out with Farouk, but we got Magneto and Sinister on our fucking leading our nation and shit. Like, it, it was like <laughs> pointing out that hypocrisy back to what I was saying. was, yeah, the X-Men are Nazis. <laughs> The pretty much back. i've been saying it from the beginning they're the fucking brotherhood man they're not x-men this is yeah they're all like fascist kidnapping kids and forcing them to come to coco and shit you know um so basically we got we cut back to the kids you know trying to sneak into the like the corn husk room or whatever to to resurrect uh uh scout and um they find uh rain rain's waiting for her and or rain waiting for them like what are you doing here and um, and then it cuts to Danny and Karma saying, we got to talk about rain. So, um, yes, Warpath. Um, uh, he, he always has been. He, he always has been. I mean, like I said, he yeah. corrupted Storm when she was a kid. Yeah, so, you know. for some reason, they're, they're kind of alluding that maybe the Shadow King is being held at bay. So, you know, you don't know if it's Farouk or the Shadow King who's really st- speaking to these kids. And we don't know who killed because last issue, Scout was talking to Farouk, mm-hmm. and then the, then she ended up dead. They don't know. We don't know how what happened. She just ended up dead while after talking to Farouk. Um. So yeah, but yeah, Warpath. That was some like he even says like you know in that scene with where they're in where they're with the kid they're like okay, we're not going to kidnap your child. But she has powers and she needs to learn how to use them or she's going to keep fucking up your town, you know. Um, But so what we're going to do is we're going to leave a doorway to Krakoa. We can come back here and train her and she can come and go as she pleases. She she's not she doesn't have to stay there. And in fact, we can get it approved where y'all can come over, too. So Warpath is like being cool about the whole thing. So this is like the first at, you know, I've been kind of coming and going with this new mutant series this is the first issue where i actually gave a shit what was happening <laughs> not gonna happen cliff not gonna happen they already named the plane after him so they can't bring him back <laughs> yeah so yeah this this is probably my book of the week you know out of all the shit that i read i was like wow you know so this is a five out of five for me gotcha so just watch the taste of moon night out of your mouth so yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm up on deck okay so the book i'm going to do is oh okay i like this book eli this is blue and gold number one i didn't read everyone's saying they like this book and i didn't i like it. this book man i saw it i saw that uh it was dan jurgens the original for those who don't know who blue and gold is blue and gold is booster gold and blue beagle and the book was written by dan jurgens who was the creator of booster gold so it's in that whole style buddy cop thing that you know they were trying to go for the whole time so let's just jump into it what do we got here okay so we got blue and gold so basically how the book starts out like says uh first book not an origin story but basically how the book starts out now Eli, i don't know how well you know booster gold but booster gold has a a stick he has a a gimmick the thing is he wants to be famous he wants to be rich and famous he wants to be the most popular superhero in the world so while he's fighting bad guys he's live streaming you know, but the thing is, the bad guy he's fighting this ship has this like uh antenna up that is stopping broadcast signals from going through. So the first thing he does is take out the antenna so he can start his live stream up again. You know, so he can get on Facebook and and TikTok and Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, and so he shoots the guy. He was like, "Yeah, you can mad at me for wanting to get my live stream. I can get my numbers up because I'm not Batman. I'm not rich. You know." 
So the book starts off and he's fighting this monster. He's fighting this alien and his alien ship has kidnapped the Justice League. That's why Justice League going to help him out. So he kidnapped him. While they're doing it, we see y'all kind of uh like comment, like a chat room going crazy, stuff like that. Just talk about Booster Gold. Ah, yeah, he sucks. You know, looking out. Oh, uh, where's Superman? You know, stuff like that. Uh, and then the, the the robot starts beating his ass. They're like, oh, man, it's like a time like when Doomsday beat his ass. Now, fun fact about Booster Gold. Superman was not the first person to fight Doomsday. Booster Gold was. But it wasn't really a fight because Doomsday just beat him with a car and threw him into space. But still happened. <laughs> <laughs> so while that all happened and his robot butler Skeets decides to go and get help, you know, while Booster Gold's getting his ass off. So that's when he goes to uh, Ted Cord. Ted Gord is, uh, I think his dad was killed in, in a Suicide Squad comic. I think he reviewed that book. I think he reviewed that book. Uh, Deadshot, Kill Him, Bloodshot, one of those guys. Uh, anyway, Skeet shows up. He was like, Booster Gold needs your help. Uh, he was like, I'm not a superhero. He like, look, you need help us. So he gets his superhero suit, turns into Blue Beetle, goes there, helps him out, fights him, and there you go. You got Blue and Gold. They're the team. Um, and so they come up with the plan to take down this ship, well, get inside the ship and go rescue the the Just League. So the Just League are kidnapped. They go in there, and Booster Gold is all his wheels already turning. He was like, "Man, if we re- if I would live stream this when we kidnap when we rescue the Justice League, they'd be the biggest stream ever, and I'd be nationwide." He's like, "Yeah, but if you get yourself killed while trying to rescue Just League, that's gonna be live stream also, you know." So the Justice League are there. And Booster Gold like, "I don't recognize any of these guys. Like, I know Batman, but who's the black chick? Who's?" Why is Hippolyta here? You know, he didn't know anybody there, you know. Uh, so anyway, Booster Gold comes up, uh, well, not Booster Gold, Blue Beetle comes up with a plan to rescue Just League. Basically what he does, because they said they have 12 point, like 12 minutes before the ship goes into hyperspace and goes a trillion miles away from Earth. And if that happens, there's no way to get back. So they have to rescue Just League before that happens. Booster Gold, I mean, yeah, uh, Blue Beetle finds some kind of thing, uh, hacker or whatever like that he hacks into the system frees the justice league and that's it anyway just league is free so booster goes is like okay so we rescued the justice league you know what that means of course they're gonna invite us on so while that's going on black adam tells uh booster go we we gonna we need to go clean up the uh debris we need to clean up debris so while he cleans up the debris thinking he's part of justice league the rest of justice league now that we have one-on-one time with you blue beetle let's offer you a chance to be on Just League. You want to be on a part of the team? And uh, Blue Beetle's just like, yeah, man, we on the team. I can't wait to tell Booster. He's going to be so happy about it. And they look at him like, uh, no, not Booster. Just you. <laughs> we don't want Booster Gold on the team. Uh, like, he's obnoxious. Uh, he's irritating. Batman doesn't say shit, <laughs> you know? And so Booster goes, and Blue Beetle's just like, look, we're, we're a two-man team. If Booster's not on the team, I'm not on the team. And Just League's like, okay. Fuck you, you know, basically. Uh, so so Booster asked, Well, I was cleaning up with Black Adam, so what happened? And Blue Beetle tells them, Well, they turned us down. I asked them why we couldn't be on the team, but they said we weren't just leaving here. He was like, Man, screw them. We're gonna do our own two-man team, buddy cop, live stream. We're gonna help our people. We don't need the Justice League. We're gonna be so popular, so uh so big that Justice League gonna come back and beg us to be on the team. And that's when you get that scene. Like I always say, Migo bros before rose am i right (laughs) Uh, so uh anyway we get to the last page and apparently we find out the aliens that were trying to get them and some chick named omicron amazon 
whatever. Anyway, she's just like, we trying to kidnap Earth's heroes so we can take over Earth. But since we got stopped, we need to find out who stopped us. And that's when they're going to go back there. Anyway, that was it. So, yeah, like I said, this is a what a booster gold Blue Beetle comes to be. It's supposed to be comedy, buddy cop. This is just like the old Just League International books from the 80s, which were just a bunch of comedy books anyway. So that's what this was. It was just good hearted. So let me see. What do we got here? Um, didn't Ted get okay? I'm glad you brought that up, Cliff. Let me explain what happened. Why Ted Court is still alive, even though Maxwell Lloyd did blow his brains out. Uh, he needed in that signal. Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Buddy Action Comedy, uh, waiting to happen in film TV. And that's my thing. Six one six, man. Thank you. You were saying exactly what I'm thinking. DC is sitting on characters they can do. They don't have to crank out Batman after Batman after Batman. You got uh, if you make a booster goal in Blue Beetle TV show movie, you got a hit if you if you do it right, if you cast the right people with it. Uh, now back to Cliff about how Ted Cord is still alive. You guys get blame real. Okay, so for those that know, back in Infinite Crisis, back in the early two thousands, uh, Maxwell Lord blew Blue Beetle's brains out. However, he is back now because the universe rebooted with New Fifty Two. So never happened. There you go. Uh. All right, what you got, Eli? Uh, should I do Nightwing? You did Nightwing? I forgot you had Nightwing. I, I yeah. didn't Nightwing, man. Yeah, okay, I've yeah. Been, I, I finally got up, caught up on the Taylor run. Um, Tom Taylor, y'all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we get a retcon. No! We, we, we get a retcon. Yes. Um, so last issue. So what's been going on? Nightwing has been investigating Zook, uh, Zuko's daughter. What the fuck's her name? Uh, anyway, she's running for mayor. Mayor Zuko was the mobster that killed his parents. His daughter is now running for mayor, but she has been in cahoots with like block blockbuster and other gangsters and shit. So she is kind of corrupt. At least that's what they're alluding to. Um, uh, so last issue, he goes and sneaks into her office, and then she finds him and like be, like hits him over the head with a bat, knocks him out, and then says, "Hey." I'm your sister. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. So wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. back there. Oh, you, you lost me. Who, who's whose sister? Zuko is Dick's sister. No. So no. we go, we get a flashback where she basically <laughs> takes, you know, my maybe my mother should tell you about this. So she meets Zuko's mom, this uh, Asian lady. And um, she's like, oh, you look just like your father. Turns out that the, her Zuko, this chick's mom, was like a sex trafficking victim and okay. was like kidnapped by Zuko's mob back in the day. And um, at one point, she they they got take they he took her to the circus and she ran away and um hid in the Grayson's trailer and what's his name? John, Dick's dad. Like yeah, basically like fought off the mob and like protected her and shit. Um, and basically she ended up joining the circus for a while. This is before Dick and Dick's his, moms. Yeah. yeah this okay. is before they were together. So they were, you know, so they knocked boots one night and she got knocked up, but then the, Zuko found her. The Zuko found her and took her back and, you know, you know, uh, raised the kid as if it was his own daughter and shit and then um and now she's mayor now so uh and then of course you know always had it in for 
Dick's parents and then went back and killed and killed family. the damn. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's some it's a retcon, but I'm digging yeah. the retcon. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not bad. It's really not bad. It's not make, a major make it personal, change. yeah. So he yeah. basically went back specifically to kill the grace because before the story was that I, I was just gonna fuck up the circus, the grace died is fine, but you saying he went after the grace specifically, okay. Yeah, um, so um, and I think it's because he found out that that kid wasn't his daughter. But he raised anyway, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, this is a really moving scene where like Dick is talking to this chick's mom, and she's like, you know, uh, you know, I'd like, do I tell this woman that her daughter is in league with the mob and all this shit? So he's kind of conflicted. And then all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door, and it's a uh, blockbuster and his cronies and shit. Let me blow and, it up. Okay. Oh, Blockbuster. Oh, he's all uh, suited out and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. He's trying to be kingpin now. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then to be continued. So Nightwing I enjoyed versus Blockbuster. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, this Tom Taylor run is pretty cool, you know? So, yeah. Four out of five. See. When retcons are done right. Yeah. I don't mind a retcon if it's done right. If it's interesting, you bring something to the Lord. Like I said, this is good. And the thing is, when you do retcons like this, yeah, Tom Taylor's doing it. But the next writer after this is probably going to ignore that shit. So <laughs> let Tom Taylor write whatever fuck he wants to write. That's that's fine. Uh yeah, honestly, he writes best when he doesn't give a shit about continuity anyway. So uh Marvel and DC love their red kind of reboot. Yeah, but like I said, we just talked about uh and Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah, and it's not nothing like they ch he changed something major. Like, you know, it, it, it's not like you know, he didn't shit on the Graysons or anything, or that, you know, or any of that, that they were mobbed up or whatever. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just and, and plus, you know? even if he did, how many variations of Batman's origin do we have? Yeah. You know, you know. one time, you know, Joe Chill is supposed, it was a hitman. One time he just caught him in an alley. You can have different stories. It's, it's fine. It doesn't affect anything. Yeah. yeah. Just wherever you want. As long as, long as the, 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 the main plot, plot point is still there. Right. You know? Zuko <laughs> killed his parents. Boom. That's it. So yeah. that's all that matters. Oh, no. uh, okay. So next book I have here. Last book I got. Last book I got. And so this is, like I said, we've been doing, I've been doing these James Bond books. I actually missed one book because I think we were doing like a, a Black Widow, I think, or something like that. I can't remember what we were doing. But I missed one issue. So in this issue we're coming up right now, I kind of don't know what the fuck was going on. But I'm going to just pick it up the best way I can. And we're just going to go from there. So let's see. So this is James Bond, Agent Inspector number five. And this is the last issue of this book, of this of this run we're doing because of, of after this, they go to something that's completely different. So where we left off is that, uh, like I said, I, I must have missed something because James Bond and Blowfield have been cornered by Tatiana, that a chick that uh, they've been trying to like start a civil war inspector with Blowfield, and she's got Bond and Blowfield cornered, and she's just basically like Blowfield, uh, I, you're gonna die no matter what happens, but I need help getting off this uh, this island of Greece. So say you'll help me and I'll let your men live. He's like, yes, my men, I've been doing everything for my men. I take care of their kids. I take care of their grandma. And I know they would die for me. In fact, I think they will right now. And so he hits something in the ring. Boom, his men explode. <laughs> so give him a, a chance for him and Bond to like us uh, cause a diversion. They just go to work, just knocking people out. Tatiana and Bond are having a showdown, but she's wearing like some kind of, uh, I don't know, Halo Doom armor or some shit like that, you know. And... And basically, Bond is just like, yeah, this won't go well the last time. I'm trying to remember what she said. Yeah, this, uh, 
yeah, this not good enough. That's what she's saying. But the thing is, she's saying that's what I told you last time we met. Not good enough. But the last time they met each other was when they had sex. So kind of like a slight burn for Bond. But anyway, uh, she's shooting back at Bond. Bond grabs a henchman and <laughs> uses him as a body shield. Uh, but he says he knows that suit, so he he's uh does some stuff to face back on the way. Anyway, Blowfield shoots away at it because he's trying to get away. And I'm gonna just skip to the end. Some other shit happens. Basically, Bond and Blowfield. Oh, yeah, he does he kill Tatiana? He does kill Tatiana. Okay, so Bond takes out Tatiana because he knows the weakness of that halo armor she's wearing and shit like that. And he's basically saying, if I take you back to MI6, you got to tell me everything that's going on with Spectre. She's like, yeah, cool, I'll take him down. Boom, Blowfield shoots her in the head. <laughs> he was like, Bond, everything you did, I wanted you to do. I wanted you to bring her here. I wanted you so I can kill her. I knew you are going to screw me over, so I don't really care. But because we, you did bring her here, I will still honor our deal. I will give you your money, let you retire if you just walk away. Of course, Bond doesn't do that. Bond stands up, he's like, there's no escaping. So him and Bond have their one-on-one fight. So like that, they fight. He's just like, you can't leave. Exactly. He smacks Blowfield, but Blowfield is basically like Bane. And none of that shit works on him. Enough. You can't stop me. I'm too strong. He's like some kind of overpowering beast, you know, throws him and shit like that. And that's when Bond tells him, uh, yeah, you can beat me, but you stand in the wrong spot. And he looks to the left and he's like, boom, because explosion had been going off left and right. So Blowfigures cost an explosion. You get your Bond kill. <laughs> anyway, so he runs out catches the boat that blowfield was going to catch snap the guy's neck oh yeah your boss ain't coming snaps that guy's neck takes the boat and rides off while the entire island blows up and so bond looks back at the island he's like yeah that does look beautiful he's like yeah i could do what blowfield said since specter is gone i could just leave mi6 retire go somewhere else find some chick tanning on the on the thing and just you know do that for the rest of my life he was like man i'm not gonna live that much longer anyway so he just goes back to mi6 Debris tell them basically basically said everything that happened. All the people I killed in America, they're just gonna blame it on Spectre. So the end. Oh, and there is a a spoiler ending. Well, a, a stinger ending because they go in Switzerland and they're talking, and this is Spectre, and they're basically saying, Yeah, we got hit, but we're not done. We got Tatiana's replacement, whoever this guy is right here. They never mentioned his name. And what do you think about that? Number one, and number one shows up, and it is Blowfield, still alive, face disfigured, and he's just saying, now let's get back to business, now that everybody thinks I'm dead. Yeah, this issue kind of, I don't know, I was expecting more, because I was I was enjoying the other issues, this kind of just kind of petered out, I guess, I don't know. But, still a funny issue overall, I might pick up Rodney Barnes, because I think Rodney Barnes, who, who does, what does Rodney Barnes write? Philadelphia. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I think I so. I haven't read Sometimes that. In a while. Are y'all going to review Static? Of course, of course, we're going to review Static. Actually, uh, Gabe, I get Static free on DC Unlimited. Uh, DC in, in, uh, Infinite, whatever that shit is. Uh, Bonds bring the girl, loses the girl, also kicks ass. Yeah, he kills the girl. Well, actually, he didn't kill the girl. Blowfield kills the girl, but whatever. So yeah, that's my whole thing about that. So I like the run, but this ending kind of sucked. That's just me. So. I'm booked out. That's all I got. Yeah. So all right. Well, I got a couple left. I'll go through this one real quick. This is Dark Blood. 
number okay. one. I from, saw that. I almost picked it up, but Boom Studios. Yes. Um, basically, in the 1950s, this black dude, ex world, kind of like Lovecraft Country. He's an ex war vet, World War II fighter pilot, who somehow um, the variant, some sort of event called the variance, he gets powers, and um, it's in 50s. Um, and some racist guys being an asshole, and he discovers he has superpowers, and they're not electric. <laughs> um, I guess he was just what I'm, I'm black and I'm, I don't have electric powers. <laughs> he's got some sort of uh, telekinesis thing, you know, where he can uh, um, Let me move it up. like like Magneto, only with everything, not just metal guy, metal shit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's a uh, yeah. He like lifts, you know, telekinesis type shit. You know? Okay, cool. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. And uh basically, yeah, he can stop a bullet. Yeah, he dude shoots him and shit and he like stops the bullet. Nice. Okay. So, like so Neo. Okay. Neo shit. Yeah. And then the guy goes running out, and uh he the, the the guy, you know, the white guy goes running and he gets hit by a car, and the guy goes and checks on him, and he's like, you know, hey, what the fuck? You know, you killed him. He's like, No, I didn't. Um, and then um, and then he goes running off. And then there's also flashbacks of him in the war where um, I think something happened to him in the, in the war. That's how he got his power. So like, so he likes gets struck by, he gets shot down, but it's like a lightning strike. And that might be where he got his powers from. Oh, so of- lightning is involved some kind of way. With the blast <laughs> <girl. Okay. laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's got some power, some abilities um, kind of vague at first, but kind of a cool scene. This was uh, written by, what's her name, LaToya Morgan. I guess she's a writer for TV shows like uh, Shameless, I think Walking Dead and some other shit. Um, okay, so she's so, a TV writer dipping her toe into comics. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of folks doing that nowadays. Yeah, and it's and you can kind of tell that this is a movie. Like, it's basically one movie scene, like the opening movie scene to a larger story with some little bits of flashbacks in between. So, um so yeah, uh, I th- I enjoyed it. I'm I, I'm like I'm probably gonna check out the second issue because I thought this was kind of cool. So that's a four out of five. And then my last thing I'm gonna review. Let me get this big big boy out. Uh oh. Yeah. Whip it out. Put it on the table. Look at this <laughs> motherfucker. Bam. <laughs> so, I pre-ordered this like six months ago, um, around Christmas time. It was basically my kind of a Christmas present to myself. Um. And it finally came in. I totally forgot about it. It finally came Christmas in. Christmas in day. July. <laughs> yeah, Christmas in July. Yeah, Dark Blood does feel like a TV show, like it could turn into something. So this is Anthrax, the Among the Living graphic novel. Um, big, thick, and girthy. Look how big this fire. It doesn't even fit. I got to go, like, turn it sideways. It's bigger <laughs> than my head. That's what she said. <laughs> Look at the girth on this thing. So, <laughs> Anthrax is one of my favorite bands of all time. I'm a metal guy. I grew up listening to these guys. Um, Among the Living is one of their classic albums. Um, classic metal album, a thrash metal classic. Uh, and this is like the 35th anniversary of the album. So they decided to do a graphic novel inspired by the songs off the album. And it was it, it's written and drawn by we got Grant Morrison, we got Rick okay. Remender, we got Brian Azzarello, we got uh, you know Freddie Williams the uh, second, we got you know 
Brian Posehn, Eric Powell, a lot of big name artists. Yeah, some heavy hitters on there. Yeah, okay. came out to do this. And this is put out by Z2 Comics, and they've been doing a lot of music comic books. Like, um, I think Public Enemy has a comic, like a graphic novel coming out that they're doing, Cypress Hill. A um, lot of bands and rap artists are coming out with these graphic novels, and Z2 Comics um, are the ones mm -hmm. doing it. So, yeah, so basically this is just huge, you know, and just the artwork is pretty cool, but every chapter is inspired by a song off the album. Um, uh, Among the Living. Now, Anthrax, like I said, one of my favorite bands of all time, they were all comic book geeks, even back then. Like, these, I, I've, I've mentioned this before. That's how I heard about Ninja Turtles, because of them. They were fans of comic books. They were putting Ninja Turtle decals on their guitars. So before the cartoon ever came on, I heard about the Ninja Turtles from these guys. They wrote songs about Judge Dredd, um, wrote songs about horror movies, about Stephen King. Among the Living is about The Stand, Stephen King's The Stand. Um, so yeah, they were basically a bunch of nerds in a metal band writing songs about nerdy shit. Um, and so basically every chapter is inspired by, the, by a song. Um, what's that guy's name? Gerard Way? Yeah, uh, the uh, Umbrella Academy guy. That dude. Yeah. You know, I don't like his band, and I never really read any of his comics, but his, uh, his story for Cotton in the Mosh was pretty cool. They have a song called Cotton in the Mosh, which is basically about, you know, getting you know, when you're stuck in a shitty situation, persevering through obstacles and stuff. Kind of what the song's about. But he wrote this story about some weird futuristic uh, totalitarian world where, like, kids are forced to mosh, to be in a mosh pit to power the city with electricity. <laughs> hmm. Okay. And, yeah, like, they're, like, uh, like these, like, stormtrooper soldiers are, like, they got them at, like, gunpoint. Like, uh, you know, making them mosh, like, like all day and shit. Um, at one point there's like a, uh, like a, a, a uprising, but then the government, you know, shoots them down and they're just, you know, continue to be caught in a mosh, you know, for the man or whatever. I thought that was pretty clever. Um, I am the law, which is about judge dread. There's a judge dread comic in here, you know, pretty cool. Written by Scott Ian, who is the guitarist. Um, Scott Ian, is, he's a well-known uh, comic book fan. He's actually been in some movies. He's actually a, a zombie on The Walking Dead. So he's mm. popped up and shit. But yeah, there's a Judge Dredd comic in here. Um, pretty cool. Um, some horror stuff. Uh, what's that one? What did, uh, Rick Remender wrote a song. You know, uh, Ethel Nikufessin, FFL, which is nice fucking life spelled uh, spelled backwards. He wrote this story about a comedian um, who makes a deal with the devil and shit. That was pretty cool. Rick Remender did that. Um, there's a Skeletons in the Closet. Corey Taylor, the singer of Slipknot, wrote this horror story um, about the skeletons in the closet. Now, that song was inspired by At Pupil, the Stephen King book. Um, about the Nazi, uh, Ian McKellen played him in the movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and Indians. So yes, 
Anthrax wrote a song called Indians, which is about the plight of Native Americans. And I was really interested to see what they did for this book. So yeah, it's, this was written by Grant Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and drawn by Freddie, uh, by Freddie Williams II. Um, okay. And basically you have a futuristic planet, you know, that's sort of like went back to its natural setting and got rid of all the humans because the humans were destroying the environment. Um, but you have some, you have like these like kind of indigenous, like hero characters sort of watching over the world now. And um, talking about how the world ridded itself of the human plague and, you know, healed itself. Now all the, you know, you can see like, you know, the buildings have turned into mountain ranges and shit. Mm -hmm. um, and they sort of, uh, yeah, these like, they, you know, they're flying around sort of protecting the earth and shit. Um, and then there's like these like mutant redneck, mutant redneck monster beings that are like uh, kidnapping the kids. And they're saying how these, these mutants try to live off of the, uh, the old world. The poison, like try to live off the technology, the old ways of the old world, right? And um, uh, and yeah, yeah, and then the, the these these heroes rescue the kids, and then they have a powwow at the end and shit. And then he's just talking about how you know they're they're trying they're here to protect the earth, you know, all that shit. So you know, um, it would have been cool if they got a native artist and writers to write it, but I do appreciate Grant Morrison's white guilt. So I thought. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, that's what's it. Rob Zombie had a had a story in here um, that was really crazy. Uh, Brian Azzarello's had a had a space a space story and shit. Um, robot in space and shit. Um, it was just yeah, it, it's just a fun. If you're a fan of of Anthrax, it's it, you know, uh, it's 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 cool. It's it's cool. And if you're a comic fan, you know, like I said, I, I love this band. One of my all time favorite bands. Um, I bought the. The, the the deluxe edition so it came with like a shirt um a bunch of like art prints and shit um a, a lp like an actual picture disc vinyl lp of the record of the album among the living yeah here's some here's some like the the prints here's the uh, here's the uh, the judge dread print um yeah here's a variation so greg nicotero who's uh He's a special effects artist who worked on a bunch of horror movies. He's also worked on The Walking Dead. He drew the new Not Man on on the cover there. That's that's uh, and it's on this cover too. So that was Greg Nicotero who drew that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought that was you know, it's like again, Christmas in July. So <laughs> literally, you know. So yeah. So if you're into Anthrax, check it out. And like I said, check out Z2 Comics, letter Z and the number two comics. Like I said, Cypress Hill, Public Enemy, a bunch of other metal bands. Um, they're doing comic books based on their music. So, you know, go check it out. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you, you got any more or? No, I'm booked out. Okay. Okay. Cool. Like I said, I'm booked out. Also, appreciate everybody listening in, commenting, uh, giving us a good vibe. If you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Let people know about the podcast, or just mention us, or whatever you want to do. Uh, good news that for people that didn't get a chance to listen to our podcast on Facebook last week, I just got an alert while we were recording that Warner Brothers lifted the ban on the Facebook episode of last week. 
So that's Warner up Brothers. available then. Warner what Brothers. Do? What do we do for Warner Brothers? I don't know. I can't remember. What do we do? Uh, uh, Biz Marquee. Oh, Biz Marquee that? used to record for Warner Brothers. Okay. He's on well, Warner we Brothers. We talked about Dune this week. I wonder if they're going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't ban it, but because I played a Bismarck Park Marquee oh, clip, yeah, they yeah. banned it. But I appealed it, and they just now responded to the appeal. So that episode is back up now. So yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, next up next week, I think uh, I don't know what comes out. We'll keep the ball rolling. If Static is up, we'll definitely talk about Static. There's some more books we we'll talk about that, uh, and I'm pretty sure some wild stuff for, from now till next week. We can go from there. Hold on, let's see what's uh. Hey, what about Avengers games? Is it doing anything? Uh, Avengers game is free right now, Gabe. I'm pretty sure you already know it because you got the game. Uh, they have the boss battle with Monica Rappuccini, whatever her name. I can't remember her name. Uh, yeah, she's from the MODOK thing. And I think Black Panther drops in August, I think. I'm not really sure. I think it drops in August. Of course, if that happens, I'm a live stream. I'm definitely going to have that up and going because everybody's going to be on that. So, um. Yeah, appreciate everybody listening. We'll follow you next week. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. We have a poem here. It's called Whitey on the Moon. <laughs> and uh, it was inspired. It was inspired by some whiteys on the moon. So I want to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> That's it. A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night, cause Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me, cause Whitey's on the moon. Well, I was already giving him 50 a week, and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up, and as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come I ain't got no money here? Mmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my fill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills, air mail special. To Whitey on the Moon. Thank you.